Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. Happy holidays, everybody. It is the post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Today's game against the Houston Texans, and wow, what a game. We are brought to you locally by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling service. Daryl, uh, happy new year to you coming up here, but more importantly, Merry Christmas. Look at you. You're like the Bing Crosby of uh, podcast right now. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, you know, happy holidays to everyone out there, whatever it is you, uh, you celebrate. I celebrate Christmas. Uh, I know you celebrate Hanukkah, which I believe is coming. Well, gone, no, we right? celebrate everything in my house. I have the happiest kids ever. <laughs> So uh, we went from eight crazy nights to eight crazy clinch scenarios to no clinch scenarios for the Browns. But, man, what a performance by Amari Cooper and the Browns down in Houston as uh, they take the boots to the Texans. Uh, The game, not nearly as close as that final score of uh, 36-22, made it appear as uh, Houston got a couple of fourth-quarter touchdowns there that forced Kevin Stefanski to put his starters back on the field. Man, just nothing comes easy to this team this year, Andy. I mean, they couldn't even blow a team outright. They lose Dustin Hopkins to injury. Corey Borjorquez is banged up. Like, I mean, Zadaria Smith, we'll see what happens with him. He went off in uh, the final minute of the game. But the bottom line is it's win number 10. The Browns are a win Thursday night over the New York Jets away from clinching their second playoff berth in four years. Congratulations to Amari Cooper, the single-game franchise record in this game. 265 yards, I think, was the grand total when it was all said and done. What a performance for Amari Cooper. He and Joe Flacco look like they've been playing together for decades. They they really do. And, uh, uh, you know... He's been uh, Amari's been fantastic. He, he joined some elite company today. Not only does he break Josh Gordon's single game receiving record uh, with that performance uh, today, 265 yards, two touchdowns, and a two-point conversion, but he also eclipsed 1,200 yards receiving. As I uh, pull up the note on my phone here, uh, he joins Josh Gordon, who has the all-time team record of 1646 in a season, Braylon Edwards, 1289, that came in 2007, and Webster Slaughter, 1236 mm. in 1989. Uh, Amari Cooper is the fourth Browns receiver uh, to eclipse 1,200 receiving yards in franchise history. He will have, uh, when it's all said and done, two of the top six receiving seasons in franchise history and considering the Browns gave up what a fifth round pick to take him off the Dallas Cowboys hands and his salary. I mean, that just an incredible pickup by Andrew Barry last year. And uh, what a game for Amari as, I mean, it started right out of the gate, right? With that big uh, 50 plus yard bomb down the field, uh, 56 yards, got him down to like the six yard line, set up the first touchdown. And then he fights through a pass interference penalty to haul in a 75-yard touchdown, 
Uh, he uh, also had a seven-yard touchdown, caught a two-point conversion, and then Kevin Stefanski pulled the starters. Then Houston made it a much closer game. So Kevin Stefanski had to put Joe Flacco and the starters back on the field. And uh, what does Amari Cooper do? He breaks the record converting a fourth and seven with a 13-yard grab. How about that? And it was a nice tiptoe catch to keep him in bounds. You know, it's interesting, though, when you look back at the entire game, one of the unsung plays was the very first play of the game for the Browns to be able to have Pierre Strong run it back almost 40 yards on the uh, kickoff. It's just something – it's so unusual to see that now. And I really thought that set the tone for the offense as soon as they walked out on the field. But it was not a good day for special teams outside of that. Yeah, I mean, that was the only special teams highlight. They give up a 98-yard kickoff return for touchdown – which bad enough that cost him seven points even worse that's what caused Dustin Hopkins hamstring injury because he was trying to pursue on that kickoff return and then Corey Bohorquez who had to take over kickoffs he got hurt on a kickoff return as well to the point of DeAnthony Bell ended up having to handle kickoffs and uh No emergency kicker, which ended up costing the Browns about seven points, Andy. They had to go for two on their final three touchdowns. They converted two of the three. Amari Cooper had the last one on the the catch from Flacco. Uh, You had Kareem, I think it was Kareem Hunt, or no, DTR, I'm sorry. DTR ran the first two-point try in. Jerome Ford came up short. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a touchdown run. He continues to lead the team in touchdowns as well. Uh, David Njoku, a touchdown catch as well, as he continues his connection uh, with Joe Flacco. So offensively, things were great. Special teams, awful. And then uh, defensively, up until the fourth quarter, things were fantastic. And then, of course, you know, Jim Schwartz is not going to be happy that he had to put the starters back on the field in the fourth quarter because, again, Zadarius Smith ends up getting banged up there in the final minute. All right, so – Let's just kind of look at the weekend as a whole, and we'll get back into the game for a second. There were eight scenarios for the Browns to get into the playoffs. Seven (laughs) of them had to deal with the Steelers losing yesterday, and it was over before the day even started because they needed the Bills to lose too. Of the eight things that could have put them in the playoffs, they all failed on Saturday. So you knew going into the game today, it was just like go out there and win, and then let's see what happens for next week. Well, and then Browns fan was rooting for the Steelers to win. And, and, and like I open up X during the Steeler game and I'm seeing all these you know fans lamenting the fact that they're rooting for the Steelers to win this game. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell are you people doing? You need Where did the that Steelers- come from? You've got yeah. some weird, you should, you're on the wrong X then. I, 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 well, ever since Elon Musk bought that platform, it's been terrible. Uh, I mean, between the anti-Semitism that's on there and and the uh, the other nonsense that's on there, I mean, it's it's a horrible platform to be on. Uh, I wish Threads would take over, but Threads just hasn't. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I'm like seeing all these Steeler fans in my in my uh, for you or whatever feed it is, and they're like, you know, got to root for the Steelers. I'm like, why? Like, if the Steelers win, it knocks seven combinations out immediately. Right. And of course, the of course the Steelers ended up taking the boots to the Bengals uh, to keep their uh, hopes alive and really do some damage to Cincinnati. But uh, look. It's very easy now. Win Thursday night against the Jets, and they're in. Plain and simple, okay? Um, you know, but um, it also, we got to mention and give Kevin Stefanski some love here. Uh, by the way, contract extension is probably incoming at any moment. 
uh, for both him and Andrew Barry because Stefanski now has won 10 games twice in four years, and he's going to have the Browns in the playoffs both of those seasons. Last coach to do that, of course, was Marty Schottenheimer between 1986 and 1989. Stefanski also remains, Andy, the winningest coach in the expansion era for this franchise. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon, and he just continues to duct tape this thing together. I got a friend who's a big Houston Texan fan, and he's crying to me about all the injuries that the Texans had. Of course, C.J. Stroud didn't play today. Uh, that let it, left it up to Case Keenum. And then, of course, we ended up seeing Davis Mills on the field when the game got out of hand uh, in the second half. But then I just said, well, try losing your starting quarterback, your all-pro running back, three starting offensive tackles, two starting safeties, starting linebacker, and a partridge in a pear tree. Then you can come cry to me about all your injuries there down in Houston. I said, the good teams get it done and win a.k.a. the Browns, and the bad teams just make excuses, a.k.a. the Texans. So it was kind of fun to go back and forth with one of my buddies who's a Texan fan crying because the Browns put the boots to his team on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's just refreshing to kind of hear you say the Browns are the good teams, you know, to be yeah, able to draw right? I mean, so, I mean, when you said it, I had to do a double take. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. we are. We're one of those teams. Um yeah, so tonight, as we record this immediately after the game, maybe about 25 minutes after the game, that um, we are now huge Niners fans, though, tonight. We need the Ravens. If the Ravens drop tonight, next yeah. week could be a shot for the Browns to be in first place. Yeah, I mean, it's still alive. Now, how about this today? The Detroit Lions won their division for the first time since 1993, right? That's the last time they had a home game, too, in the playoffs. Correct. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's it's a real possibility here, Andy. If the 49ers can beat the Ravens on Sunday night football, and then that sets things up for the Browns potentially to control their destiny down the stretch and chase the Ravens down and win this division. It would obviously pull Cleveland within one game of first place in the AFC North, but man, what a story that would be. All the injuries the Browns have had, and they could come back and, I mean, conceivably win this division heading into what will be uh, week 17. That's just incredible to think about. Now, do I think that that do I think that they're going to come back and win the division? Probably not. The odds I feel like are still against them. There, Here, here's but, where it's interesting though, Daryl. Look, you, I mean, they have a tough game against the Niners, right? Yeah. Then you've got a tough game against Miami. Yep. And then Pittsburgh, who under Mason Rudolph kind of found themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, it, I'd love it to come down to the final game of the season. And could right. you imagine Browns fans having to sit and cheer for the Steelers the last week of the year? Oh, well, hey, they were willing to cheer for them on Saturday. So, yeah, I can't imagine the Browns fans <laughs> having to cheer for the Steelers because apparently, according to my feed on X, there were a lot of Browns fans cheering for the Steelers. I couldn't believe it. Like, what happened to you people? I thought you were smart football fans. Like, you know that you, you have a better chance to, to clinch your playoff berth this weekend uh, if Pittsburgh can win. But, of course, as you mentioned, Buffalo ended up uh, beating the Chargers because 
you know, the Chargers are still the Chargers, right? They went charger right. on their home field and uh, lost to Buffalo in the final couple of minutes there. Yeah, I mean, there were um, really two things that we needed to not happen on Saturday, and they both happened. <laughs> and they both happened, right? So well, I just – when Pitt, I mean, I didn't – I looked at it earlier in the week, and I was like, oh, man, we do not want the – we want the Bengals to win. Yeah. Let the Bengals win. Let the Bengals yeah, win. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, also, you know, Miles Garrett, fifth straight game now, no sacks for him. It was interesting. We saw a couple holding penalties called by the officials. Miles Garrett's been waiting weeks for one of those to be called on his behalf, but the Browns offensive line got nailed a couple of times early in the game. But a couple of, uh, you know, uh, big games. First off, got to give some love to Zadarius Smith. Man, what a game he had. He had a couple of sacks, a couple of tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, a couple of other pressures. I mean, he was everywhere Shelby Harris deflected a ball that ended up in JOK's hands for an interception another boy what a player Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa has become remember when uh, Andrew Berry talked about when they drafted him in the second round they felt that they stole a first round pick there right and right. It, we got we started to see some glimpses from him but we weren't seeing it consistently enough but man what a player JOK has really turned into for the Browns. I, I'm still trying to – I mean, he has played great. And you kind of knew today was kind of custom-built, too, for Zadarius Smith and JOK, yeah. especially because of the way the Texans are all – You know, we, we knew with Case Keenum they're going to try to go down the middle field, go, middle field, middle right. field. And Jeremiah Wusu-Koromo was up for the task today. There's no question. Oh, yeah, 100%. And – um, the, I mean, again, defensively, they played a really great game until those final two drives in the fourth quarter. And also, it, it didn't help that the special teams unit also gave up an onside kick. Um, you know, again, we, we mentioned earlier what a terrible day it was uh, for Bubba Ventrone uh, and his special teams unit. They had a couple of breakdowns, very uncharacteristic. Uh, and again, you lost your punter, you lost your kicker. Uh, so yeah, pretty uh, pretty terrible Christmas Eve there. You got a big old lump of coal uh, in the stocking when it comes to special teams. But everyone else, man, I, I thought that they played really well. Took the foot off the gas a little bit there in the fourth quarter with it 36-7. to seven. Uh, The game wasn't nearly as close as the final score of 36-22 would indicate, but Houston did have the ball outside of the two-minute warning with a chance to pop down the field and make it a one-score game. And that right there was a byproduct of the Browns not having an emergency kicking plan. I got a lot of people on X coming at me because I was critical of the team for not having an emergency kicking plan. But Andy, you know, they always have an emergency kicker. They always have a plan in place. So I was I was surprised in the first half that Bjorkes didn't take the extra point when they went for two. Right. That to me – and so I talked to Jamal White about that after the game. He goes, no. He goes, two things that that maybe you don't understand. One, uh, the punter doesn't take extra points in practice just to practice, right. which they should, don't you think? The other thing is, he said, you know, you you look at Hopkins and why he got hurt. He just doesn't have to make plays like that. Well, he's, and they're not well, running in practice. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. tell me he's not on the treadmill. Yeah, um, he shouldn't have been or in a position bike? to have to try and make a make a play like that, but. The reality is, is it, you know, that breakdown led to the kicker getting hurt, just like the defensive breakdowns led to Zadarius Smith getting hurt late because he was supposed to be on the sideline. I mean, there was even a shot where Amari Cooper was asking Kevin Stefanski if he could be out there just so he can, you know, catch the one ball and get the record. 
And Stefanski's like, absolutely not. And then lo and behold, uh, 15 points later, Stefanski's got to put the starters back on the field uh, on both sides of the football because they just, you know, couldn't couldn't finish it out. So yeah, Kevin um, did not. Kevin was uh, content with him not breaking the record. And yeah. I th- also thought it was interesting that when Joe Flacco went back out on the field, those guys all clearly knew the record was on the line and that yeah. Flacco talked about that after the game. And I was like, you know, this is refreshing that we all see this. We all wonder about that stuff. And do they really know? And yeah, Joe knew. They know. And he admitted, I'd like, I, I, I got to tell you, I love Flacco. He's, uh, he's honest. At least I think he's honest. Um, he, he's just, uh, there's so much confidence when he rolls out on the field. Even today, he threw two interceptions. One, we know why at the end of the first half. I mean, that was points on the board if you have a kicker. Um, Again, I, I'm not really they, they left seven. They left seven points out there because they didn't have a kicker. And then, um, you know, I'm not going to get upset at the two picks. The deep ball, he was trying to hit Marquise Goodwin because, uh, look, I mean, Houston's secondary was beat up, so he was trying to attack the secondary with the deep ball. It worked twice before. You had the 50-plus bomb to Amari Cooper and then the 75-yard touchdown bomb to Amari Cooper. So why not? take another shot down the field. It was a punt, whatever, right? I'm not going to get, get get upset about that. And I'm sure not going to get upset about a meaningless interception uh, at the end of the first half where you were unable to kick a field goal to extend your lead before the break, yet you were stuck going for it there. Uh, and so I, I just, I don't hold those interceptions against them. You know, you know like, you see what I'm saying? Like those picks didn't change any momentum in the football game. The, the touchdown they gave up, on the 98 yard kickoff return felt like for like two seconds, it was going to change the momentum in that game when it was 14 seven. And especially when we learned that Dustin Hopkins pulled his hamstring uh, on the play. Um, And then uh, the, the other point where you thought where the momentum might change is after the onside kick, Houston goes down, they score the touchdown. They get within 36, 22. You're sitting there thinking, don't tell me this, you know, it's four and a half minutes to go. The Browns leads 14 points. And unfortunately, we've seen plenty of times in the expansion era where the Browns have been up 14 points late in the fourth quarter, blown those leads, and lost the football game. But again, they made just enough plays, uh, them converting that fourth down, Flacco to Cooper to set the receiving record, not only extended that drive, Andy, but allowed them to take about another 90 seconds off the clock, which was very, very valuable. Uh, and you know Houston got it back down two touchdowns. I think with around two fifteen, you know, you know two twenty, two fifteen, something like that on the clock. So that fourth down conversion that that gave Amari Cooper that record actually was a pretty critical play because it came on fourth and seven and it converted it to allow them to chew another ninety seconds or so off the clock and get them closer to the triple zeros. All right, Daryl, let me ask you: Is it a waste of time to look at the playoff picture right now, or do we just wait for our next podcast? Yeah, I, I, I mean, we can look at it right now. I mean, the Browns. I, mean, I have it up in front of me. I'm just, you know, yeah. in the AFC, we know the Ravens were the only team that came into this week locked. You got the Dolphins right. at the number two spot, uh, the Chiefs, they're playing, and then the Jaguars. And they're playing the so, Dallas Cowboys right now, and uh, yeah. last check, that was not going well for them. <laughs> so, um, but you know, uh, when you look at this playoff picture right now, the Browns stand pat. They are the number five seed, the top wild card. And they are on pace to play whoever wins that AFC South division. Like, that's just the way this thing seems to be shaking out for the Browns, unfortunately, where uh, unless they can come back and beat, uh, you know, take this division from the Baltimore Ravens, it it seems like that 
it's going to, you know, the Browns are going to have to play on the road. But good sign today, the defense showed up on the road, and that's something that hasn't uh, happened a whole lot this season. So, again, I think the other storyline that we go into this week is it is a short, short week. I can, I, I'm assuming the team has, does the team have the day off tomorrow, Daryl? Yeah, they will not do anything. They're, they're not going to do anything on Christmas other than I think they're usual guys that need to get tests, you know, medical tests and things like that. Um, that's going to happen. Uh, they'll be back out on Tuesday. I don't even know what they're going to do on Tuesday. They might end up having to do like a walkthrough or something, right? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if the Browns don't have a kicker on a private plane right now coming into Berea to kick when the team gets back. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, it, you got to be it, ready for it, right? Yeah, I mean, I got to think Andrew Barry's got to be looking for his. Um, he he's got to be looking for. Uh, he's got to be looking for uh, kickers and punters right now on his short list. And I wonder if you're going to is any. I'm wondering if there's any vets sitting on a practice squad somewhere. We don't yeah. have one on our practice squad, do we? I don't think we do. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think we do either. I know information we probably should have known before we came into the podcast, but all right, uh, Daryl. I'm trying to look up the playoff. Pi- I'm trying to look up the playoff picture right now, but my phone won't cooperate with me. I wouldn't I'm worry sitting, about it. Uh, the NFL wants me to log in and all this other. Here we go. All right. So as we host the podcast right now, Baltimore, as you mentioned, number one, they play Sunday night football or Monday night football, I should say, uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. Miami right now currently playing Dallas. They're number two. Kansas City is number three. Uh, they've got the the uh, Vegas Raiders. Uh, Jacksonville uh, still, I guess, leads the AFC South at eight and six. Uh, they're playing Tampa Bay as we record this podcast. But at last check, Baker Mayfield is on his way to winning a division, right? Right. So uh, that's that. There could be a change in the AFC South. Browns five. Bills are sixth. Uh, as they move up three spots, they're now nine and six uh, after beating the Chargers. The Indianapolis Colts currently have the seventh seed at eight and seven. Uh, uh, they uh, uh, played the the the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons there. Houston, of course, lost to the Browns on the outside looking in at eight. The Bengals uh, lost to the Steelers. They're ninth. Uh, and then the Steelers at eight and seven. They have like no tiebreakers apparently on anybody because they are 10th in the playoff race. And I think uh, Steve Kornacki from NBC last night had them, even with a win, like their playoff chances were like in the teens. So uh, it, it, it appears to be uh, Browns in the driver's seat for the wild card bills. Uh, uh, bills seem to be inching closer to being safe, but it's Colts, Texans and Bengals duking it out for that number seven wild card spot. All right, and just one other point. I think Ryan Suckup is out there if you were looking for another kicker. Um, Cade York went on the IR two weeks ago if, if anyone yeah. wanted to have a reunion with him. So York just went on the IR for the Giants. So uh, yeah. Ryan Suckup, I believe, is still out there if you needed to bring a kicker in quickly. And I yeah, did so- look at other ones. He was one of the higher names that I just – yeah, so that that unfortunately is going to be a pretty big storyline that we'll be watching this week. And as you mentioned, very short week. We'll be in Berea just one day this week. That'll be on Tuesday. Uh, there'll be nothing really on Wednesday. The Browns, however, will hold a walkthrough on Wednesday. And then, of course, they'll host the Jets on Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. So it'll be a, a chance to clinch a playoff spot. Yep. Playoffs on. Hey, you know what? The Browns and Jets, for whatever reason, Thursday nights are pretty good to the Browns. Remember. Uh, the Browns ended their winless streak 
uh, against the New York Jets when Baker Mayfield came in to relieve Tyrod Taylor. And uh, they we'll they forget really about did. the last time we played against the Jets, although that quarterback's been pretty good for us. But right that now. wasn't on a Thursday night, though. That's why I said no. And, and by the way, Browns Jets, the very first Monday night football game, Homer Jones yeah. with the run back in that historic. Yeah, and the game Je- by the way, the Jets came back and sniped the Washington Commanders at the gun today with a 50 plus yard field goal. Uh, boy, what a dumpster fire in uh, Washington, D.C. is uh, that team is falling apart. Riverboat Ron has hit the iceberg and that ship is sinking soon. So I don't know. Are you trying to break our producer's heart? Is that what you're trying to do? I think by burying the commanders, Meredith Kane, I have your back on this. I just think think he needs to be more sensitive on a holiday weekend. I think our lovely producer Meredith would celebrate a house cleaning in Washington, which by the way, I think is forthcoming. All right. Well, I got to go clean house before I get home. Uh, Derry, uh, Derry, Daryl, Merry Christmas. That's what happens. Mary and Daryl at the same time. Merry <laughs> Christmas to you and to everybody that's been watching uh, on YouTube. We really, really appreciate you and listening on the Odyssey app as well. For our amazing producer, Meredith Kane, who I have your back today, just so you know that Daryl didn't remember that in the next podcast. You good, Daryl? Okay, good. It's always game day in Cleveland. Thanks for listening and watching. 